Okay, we're going to be talking about something different for a little while. And in a move that marks the end of an era, the media company behind the Cape Times and the Cape Argus is set to vacate Newspaper House, a landmark building that stood as a stronghold of journalism in the CBD. The departure, prompted by the expiration of its lease, brings a close to the building's long-standing legacy. And I'm delighted to say good morning and welcome now to media professional Hassan Abedah to get his thoughts on this. Hassan, good morning. Thank you, Amy. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us. You mentioned feeling great sadness about the Cape Argus and Cape Times no longer being headquartered at Newspaper House. I do, because I've got such fond memories of more than 20 years as a kind of baby reporter at the Cape Times, where I've kind of first cut my teeth as a a journalist. And the, the buildings had very different iterations over the years. But I think... You know, it's brick and mortar. It's the people and what happened in there that really kind of makes me sad for the end of an era, as you mentioned. And and it's quite an iconic place, you know, and, and what I like about newspaper house. It's not some ivory tower that's inaccessible, but it was it was open to the public for people to engage with reporters and even with editors, you know, um, premiers. Uh, Madiba visited the building. Um, it was just a special place in Cape Town. And, and I think while it will still be called Newspaper House, some of the shine and some of the magic's been taken away with those iconic newspaper titles moving out, you know? Hassan, I agree with you. I grew up in Johannesburg and I remember as a child visiting Cape Town and walking through St. George's Mall and seeing Newspaper House. And it had this, I don't know, this this sort of impression of grandeur and just a special place as you say you know as in in with london where you know where all the media houses are situated and there's so much history attached to that and it's certainly something that made me fall in love with the idea of being a journalist myself uh, for listeners that don't know where will the papers be moving to so the paper um during covid um staffers were working from home because of the risk obviously and so everybody, everything can be done remotely. An editor can be elsewhere in the world and edit the newspaper. The technology has moved us to that point. Mm. But I think, I mean, as a young editor, hearing the press is running and having that nervous tension, you know, of did I make the right call? You know, did I overstep the mark for uh, on a story or a headline? And when you go to bed at night, you never quite sleep easy as an editor. Mm. And so this piece has represented something. Um, I think in my 20 or so years of experience with that building, I've only ever heard of the pieces being stopped once sure. due to a court order. I forget what the issue was about. But, um, you know, there was an affinity with those press workers, and they were moved out of the building long before... Um, the sale of the actual building in the early 2000s. So the Irish owners in the early 2000s had quite a bit of debt to to kind of uh, settle with European banks. And this asset was sold off um, against my and other workers' um, kind of wishes. We felt that the building could be leveraged as an income generator. And the feeling at the time was, you know what, we're not in the business of being landlords. We are newspaper people. And like Kodak, you know, mm. who believed that form would live forever and ignoring digital, I think that's where the Argus and, and the other titles, they find themselves now. So 
I think, unfortunately, this is the legacy of a bad decision that was made many, many years ago. Hmm. Hassan, if you were to play devil's advocate, do you see any positive impact to the change in the location? I don't, unfortunately, because, look, apart from being sentimental, um, imagine being a journalist and being able to walk over to the High Court or the Legislature or even Parliament. You literally within spitting distance of those very iconic um, buildings that you can, uh, that we cover as news people and having that kind of access. You know what parking's like in the city as well. Yeah. And so um, it it was a bit of a hub of activity um, uh, from one day to the next and the kind of nerves and deadline pressures, the swearing, the McCabe jokes. Those are, if, if those walls could talk, they would tell many, many incredible stories. And in 2020, I actually wrote a book about my 10-year experience as an, as an editor there. And they weren't really about the building, but they were about the people who walked through there from mm. all walks of life. We had a homeless guy writing a front page lead. We had students during Fees Must Fall co-editing a paper on the premises. So those memories are, are, are things that are going to live with me forever. The, the characters that walked through there, sure, the late Sean Johnson, yeah. who was a real visionary at the time. And there was an area where the editors used to, called Mahogany Row. And if you were summoned there, you knew you were in trouble. (laughs) When I became editor, it was more kind of a fishbowl, open plan type office. I never used to sit in that office. I used to locate myself at the news desk. And I had the good fortune. um, I'm part of a few editors who edited both titles, myself and Chris Whitfield, Muxin Williams. We edited both the Cape Times and the Cape Argus. So um, the Argus moved into that building a bit later, but also as a storied history at Newspaper House. And obviously, we lived through those bombs post-9-11, where the building would be cleared for hours at the time. Um, if somebody didn't like a story we wrote, sometimes people visited with ill intentions. But yeah, I mean, those memories you could never, never capture in a sterile, wherever it is, the Journalists are now going to find themselves, you yeah, know? Yeah. Uh, Hassan, unfortunately, it is almost time for us to wrap, but I think a, a great way to end this conversation is with a WhatsApp that's just come in from Teresa, which really epitomizes that sense of community and family and history that you've been talking about. She says, Newspaper House, Amy, my grandfather worked there in the 50s as a printer. Three of his sons went into the same industry working there, CTP and De Burger. And many years later, when I met my future husband, he worked there too, definitely in the family blood. Yeah, no, it's those kind of memories that will stay with people forever, you know. It's more than just the building. Yeah. Really. Oh, well, that is sad. But, Hassan, I suppose we cannot change progression and the future and the way things are moving. But thank you very much for joining us and sharing your memories with us this morning. Thank you, Amy. Hassan Arbeter, media professional, just talking about Newspaper House. If you'd like to share your memories of that iconic building in Cape Town, please do so. 021 446